Welcome to the show and thanks for checking us out. Uh, I want to start off the show by thanking everyone for their support because we recently hit 500 YouTube subscribers and that's halfway to my goal of reaching a thousand. So thank you if you subscribe and if you haven't, it's really easy to do. Just open up the YouTube app and type in my name or go to the YouTube website link. It's in the show notes. And uh, once you're on YouTube, you just hit the subscribe button on my show. Uh, now, on with today's show, this is a big one. Kerry Kelly, even if you didn't know his name before, you'll definitely know the guys he's played with because uh, his resume includes playing with Alice Cooper, Slash, Vince Neil, Rat, Jamie Lane from Warrant, LA Guns, Skid Row, and his current gig, Night Ranger. Uh, they have a new song out. And I think it's cool that they keep producing new music. And I know it's not as lucrative as it used to be, but I really enjoy listening to new music. And he also put out a record with his side project, A New Revenge, with Tim Ripper Owens, Rudy Sarzo, and James Kotak. So check that out as well. And lots to talk about today. So here we go. Welcome, Carrie Kelly, to the Chuck Shoot Podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. It's an awesome day out here in... Uh... Orange County, California, man. It's uh, everything's cool, and I'm talking to you, man. So yeah, well, I'm surprised you're not playing in a band right now because you play in so many bands, and you're always like, seems like you're working so hard. It's nice that <laughs> you're able to take a breather for an interview. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm like a shark, dude. I'm like always trying to to, to keep you know keep working, keep moving, keep always moving. Yeah. Working. I like that. That's really cool. So we'll just go through some of this, the bands that you played in. Um, sure. we, we're a little pressed for time, but we're going to move through. So it was Big Bang Babies. That was kind of the first big band that you played in that you were a part of, right? 92-ish? Yeah, yeah. That was a, a band that I started. I was in another band before that. I, I was really young. I was only like 16. Was that Empire? That. Yeah, Empire. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I, you know, seems like all the bands I've been in, I was always like the, the little kid the youngest guy <laughs> but uh but yeah i mean but that man we played around la and stuff like that but never really got you know too much of notoriety but yeah big bang was was kind of like the first uh you know bigger kind of you know southern california band and yeah that i did and i was like 19 20 21 years old at that time and uh it was fun man yeah so did that help you you must have learned some things from that band or at least made some connections because then you end up in the newly deads and pretty boy floyd and all these other yeah. So just kind of being on the scene helped, I'm sure, even if, the, if that band didn't make it. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, that that's, um, you know, I mean, I lived in L.A. during that time for like uh, like four years or whatever. So just being around and, and you know, meeting a lot of people and hanging out with them and you know, going to parties and all that crap, uh, you know, kind of just led to one one thing into another. And like you said, I'm playing with Tammy and the Newly Deads and other projects um, kind of just. It was like dominoes. It just kind of kept going, you know? Yeah. So another one of those projects was a uh, dad's porno mag with uh, Ryan Roxy who I had on the show. And uh, yeah. you, you said you'd love to do a reunion. Um, I mean, would you do like a festival spot or like a one-off club show or something? Cause I think he would be down for that too. If you guys can squeeze it in. Yeah, man. Uh, I would love to do anything. I mean, that, that would be feasible for us. I mean, yeah. everybody has, you just got to get, you know, shoehorn it into the schedule somehow, you know? Uh, but no, Ryan's great. And, and I love playing with the guys, you know, Mike Fasano and then, uh, you know, he had will on bass at one time and then Stefan came in and was playing bass, but, uh, we'll see, you know, I, I talked to Ryan a lot, um, you know, text or this or that, mm. you know, here and there, and, uh, maybe we can make it happen. That I mean, would, I'd love to. Yeah. That'd be fun. I never, I never got to catch that band. So that'd be fun. And then, 
Slash a snake pit. I got to ask you about that because that was one of my, fa- I mean, I'm a huge Guns N' Roses fan, yeah. huge Slash solo, huge Slash snake, uh, Slash a snake pit fan. So love um, I love that uh, you said that he had kind of a calm demeanor, but that but then wasn't that back when he was boozing and drugging and stuff. Do you think he still laid back with even without the drugs and stuff? Oh yeah, dude. I mean, he's, he's great. I mean, he's, he's as mellow. I'd never seen the guy get mad once. I swear <laughs> to God, you know, I, I, I was with him, uh, or pretty much every day for, for two years. Cause we would rehearse. Uh, he loved to play, man. It was awesome, man. We rehearse at his house, um, Monday through Saturday, dude. And we'd basically be there. It'd be at two o'clock. We'd start. That's when he liked to get going. <laughs> so it was kind of funny. And then we just hang out until midnight, one, two, three in the, literally in the morning. Um, but no, he was the, yeah. And he was doing all the regular, the, I guess the old school slash stuff that everybody knows back then. And, uh, but he was mellow as hell, man. I mean, he would never get mad or whatever. And whether he was drinking all day or was never an asshole or, or anything. That's man. just his demeanor. That's really cool. Then that's, that's, that's fun to, and that's probably at that point, that was probably one of the biggest bands that you had played in. Right. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. You know, um, you know, when I, I, I played in rat before, you know, that, but I mean, slash mm. is, is, is a legend as we know, uh, and, uh, uh, guitar God. Um, and yeah, man, it was, it was rad. And it, you know, we got, got it going. I was jammed with the guys. And then we got the tour with ACDC out of the gate, dude. So that was like, it was, wow. it was like the ultimate start. You know, the new record was coming out and it was just like the ultimate start to get, to get going. Slash is like, Hey, we got an offer to play with ACDC for three months. What do you guys think? What do you guys think? Yeah. I mean, yes. Call right? them back. Yeah. Call them back fast. Did you ever get any interactions with Angus Young? Did you get to? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. We stayed at all the same hotels with those guys. Um, I don't know if it was the, how that really worked out. We had the same travel agent or mm. something like that, but they just basically mirrored the itinerary of ACDC with what we were doing. So we were at the hotel every day. We'd see those guys in the elevator or eating lunch. Brian Johnson would, after the show, come back to the bar, the hotel bar, and we'd be having beers with him and stuff. And uh, wow. they were awesome. It was such an incredible experience, especially, like I said, out of the, out of the shoot, you know, with the snake pit going on tour with ACDC for three months. It was. Yeah. So do you feel like kind of like less than because you're, you're next to slash and Angus young, or does that make you elevate your game? And then you feel like, all right, I belong. I'm, I'm with the, I'm with the best. I am one of the best. Uh, you know, I never really thought of it to be honest. It was just, uh, you're just playing with, musicians that are great. I mean, as a way I just kind of thought of it. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I felt proud of myself, I guess, in a yeah. way, but, uh, I, you know, it's just, a, it, it, but yeah, I guess it, it, it's an honor to play with guys like that, especially, you know, I, I was still kind of young back then as well. Um, but it was a great experience, awesome experience. And uh, like I said, all the dudes that I've been able to play with, I mean, basically everybody, they're such normal, People, you know, some people think like, oh, my God, you know, because this guy's famous or whoever mm-hmm. it is, Slash or, or uh, uh, Steven Tyler or, or any of these dudes that I've, I've been able to hang around or play with or whatever. And they're just like regular dudes like us, man, going, hey, what are you doing? You want to let's go get a coffee. What's up? And you're like, oh, yeah, cool. Let's do it. You know, but they wow. just happen to be legends, I guess, you know, to but people think that they're superheroes, but they're just regular dudes that are that are awesome, you know. 
You know, but they, they, you got to say, you got to admit that they're, they're elev- they've elevated their game. I mean, they're at the top of their game. I mean, so that's, yeah. that's something to be impressive, but yeah, at the, at the end of the day, they put their pants on just like all the rest of us. So, yeah, um, except when they put their pants on, they make platinum records. True. True. Yeah. That's <laughs> a little bit different. So another yeah. awesome legend that you worked with Vince Neal I, and, uh, yeah. are you still in contact with him? Are you worried about him? And I don't mean that in a condescending way, but I'm worried about Vince. Like I, I'm legitimately concerned for him. Like, have you reached out to him or talked to him recently? Yeah, man. Um, I see Vince. I mean, he plays with us, uh, you know, with night Ranger, um, usually a few times a year. And, uh, and I talk to him here. Well, obviously at the shows, I'll talk to him, of course, but I talk to him here and there, you know, and, uh, we were on that show and it was night Ranger and Vince, that last show that he did. Okay. I didn't see him. I was hoping to see him after the show, to be honest with you. Yeah. But, uh, you know, as we all know, the outcome, I, I don't know. I, I, I just think may, maybe he just had, hadn't been practicing or whatever. I, I don't know, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. But uh, I love the guy. He treated me great. And he's one of the nicest, coolest dudes as well. Of course, everybody knows he can he can get heated <laughs> sometimes. But he was always cool with me. I've never had a problem mm-hmm. with him. You know, he would he was nice as hell. Um yeah, I've heard yeah, mostly good things. I mean, obviously, yeah, everyone has their bad days, but I just yeah. I worry about the guy. Like, that can't be good. You know, the press that people are just being so mean to him. That can't be good on your psyche. To, to I know that you know you're a star, and you you know, you try not to let that stuff bother you. But I I feel like deep down it's it's got to hurt some of those comments that people are making. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, these days, I mean, you can't get away from it. Unfortunately, everybody's like a you know internet gangster or something. You know, but uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's, it's kind of, it, it, it's, it's a bummer, you know, but people, people are, are hurtful sometimes, man. I think it's terrible, but you know, I, I wish Vince the the best, you know, like I said, he's always treated me great and uh, I want the best for him, you know, and I guess yeah. it's up to him. You yeah, know, totally. No, that's exactly right. Um, and then obviously I'm a huge warrant fan. So you work with Janie Lane. So tell me about this. You guys have like 20 songs or something that are, are demoed, some completed, some not, are these ever going to be released? I want to hear this stuff. Yeah. I don't know. You know, um, occasionally some of the pieces pop up on my, uh, you know, iTunes when I'm just listening to, you know, random, whatever shuffle or whatever. Okay. And, uh, but I have them all here at my studio. Um, you know, we were working a lot back in, in the late nineties and then early, uh, two thousands, he and I, and uh, we would write, you know, I had, he didn't have a studio or anything, but I had my studio. I was always the guy that had a studio back in the old days, four track and then an eight track between you know, all that kind of stuff. Now of Pro Tools, mm-hmm. of course, but uh, we were, you know, able to write songs very quick, very easy. And it, it was so fun because my studio, I have kind of like two, uh, two rooms. One is a control room. You know, you've probably seen many places. And then I have another yeah. room that has all the drums set up and everything. And you know, a lot of people probably don't know it, but Janie played drums originally. Right. So, yeah. So we would, you know, do a little demo. I mean, literally we would write a song in an hour or an hour and a half or whatever. And he would go like, here, let me go play the drums. And he'd play the drums on it. And then I'd play guitars and bass. Then he'd go, okay, go put the vocals down. And uh, so it was very easy process. We, we worked together very, it was just, it, it was seamless, man. It was very simple, but yeah, there, there are probably about 20. I don't know the exact number. Mm. Um, but in that ballpark of songs that are kind of like, some of them are just ideas like us playing acoustic guitar and he's kind of like, you know, just with some melodies, but some of them are, are like literally almost 
complete. So wow. I don't really don't know what's going to happen with that because, you know, there's a lane estate with his, uh, with his kids and everything. Okay. And, 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 um, I, I don't really know, you know, they talked about doing something a couple of years ago, they contacted me hmm. and they were talking about putting some of these things together and whatever. And then I was, we talked for about a week or two about it. And then literally I haven't heard anything about it since so that was like, at least two years ago. Okay. Well, I hope that that's something will ha- I'd love to hear that stuff and anything that he's worked. On. I, I just think he's so brilliant and underrated yeah. as a songwriter and a performer, but yeah, he was great, man. I mean, uh, I love that guy. We had a lot of great times together and, you know, he obviously had his, uh, demons or whatever you want to call it. You know, what everyone says yeah. about it, you know, yeah. but, uh, but no, what he and I though, once again, it's kind of like the Vince. I mean, uh, we were great friends and we had a good time together and we, you know, hang out down here, come to the house and just stay at my house. Cause he, he was living in, in LA in the Valley. And I was down here in orange County. It's kind of a bit of a drive, but uh, you know, we just go out to dinner to the sushi place and you know, all the regular crap work during the day and then go out and have sushi at night. And, and I, I really missed the guy. Like I said, it was uh we had great times together, man. Yeah. That's sad. Well, um, Alice Cooper, you worked with him. I mean, he's such, you've said he's the utmost professional. I've heard nothing but good things about this guy. I mean, he's the pinnacle. So the question is, why did you leave that gig? Like, I think that some people would never leave. If I got that job, I feel like I'd never leave it. <laughs> some people might not ever leave, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was just a, it was, I guess the, the time, you know, I mean, they were actually kind of moving in a different direction. They were getting a, uh, uh, Steve Hunter was going to come back into the band mm. and this or that. And then it was a thing uh, with Damon. It was like, Oh, you know, Damon stay in the band or Carrie or this, or that, whatever. So it just was what it was, but um, which is fine with me. I mean, I love all those guys still to this day and, and the new guys, people in the band as well, you know, Nita and Tommy and, and Glenn. I mean, I've known all those guys for years as well. Um, and I see them, you know, whenever they come around, we try to hook up and go to the shows and see Alice here and there in Phoenix um, but yeah, dude, he's great. He's great to work for great team, great organization. I mean, his catalog is, is incredible as everybody yeah. knows. Um, coolest guy of all time, you know, regular dude loves his golf as everybody knows and loves his, uh, his mall shopping. Yeah, I saw him at the mall one time. I, I live down here in Phoenix now. I saw him at the mall. My girlfriend didn't believe me. I go, that's Alice Cooper. She goes, no, it's not. I go, Alice. And he turned around and I was like, and then yeah. I just froze and I just said, <laughs> Rock on. And I, I, I was an idiot. So yeah. I'll have to get him on the show at some point. But um, another bit. Yeah, you, you should, man. You, yeah, 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 he's over there. You know, yeah, I'll get him. You know, he's been out there for decades, dude. Paradise Valley or whatever. Yeah, I want to have him on. He's, I've heard nothing but good things. Um, another one of my favorite bands that you got to play with Skid Row. This is kind of a crazy story, though. They called you on a Thursday and yeah. they needed you to do the show, a show the next day. So yeah. how the hell do you learn the set list so fast? Oh, it was, cr- it was crazy, dude. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, it was like a 15 song or 16. It was a, a headlining show, quote unquote. Uh, it was two shows. It was a Friday and a Saturday, but yeah, that's exactly what happened. Of course I knew some of the, the, the big songs, just I had never played them, but you kind of know the arrangements, you know, mm-hmm. 18 in life and this and that, but there were still another like seven or eight songs that, that at that point I had never really heard, to be honest with you. Okay. They had a new record that, that was out. So there was like three songs off that or whatever. And they just MP3'd me all the songs. And I literally worked on them for like 
all all day and night, like to whatever it was, 10 hours or something like that. Then I had to wake up in the morning, took the first flight at like six o'clock in the morning. And then on the plane, I had all notes written out and I was like listening to it nonstop, nonstop. Went right to the sound check. We sound checked for like, I don't know, an hour. Typically sound checks like about an hour or so. We played as many songs as we could. And then it was time to do the fucking show, dude. It was crazy. <sighs> That's crazy. I mean, that, that was like the fastest, you know, things like that have happened before a Night Ranger and, and even with Alice, to be honest with you. But mm. it wasn't like, you know, a day's notice or whatever, a day and a half notice. You know, sometimes you, you got like a week maybe, you know. But, but you got but through it. You got through the show without any two major hiccups. No, we did it. It was, I mean, I just had to buckle down, you know, that's amazing. I, yeah, I, I have a good memory, you know, thank God. Um, so it's just really getting that stuff in your head. And, you know, I had some notes written out and things like that, but yeah, you just got to go for it, man. I just, Mm -hmm. I just dove in. It was like the deep end. That's awesome. So yeah. yeah, So talk to me about night Ranger. Um, that's your current gig or one of them. Um, and you like not only playing the music with, with night Ranger, but you guys make new music and there's a new single out called can't afford a hero i listened yeah. to it it's it's more like a ballad but it's really good i mean obviously jack blades one of the best songwriters of all time so tell me Absolutely. more about that song and the new album yeah i mean jack is killer i mean all the guys are great you know that that's one thing you know people that aren't uh so familiar with night ranger um you know maybe they know sister christian and they kind of think yeah. they're a, you know, just a light band. They're really not. I mean, they have a lot of heavier material, which is cool, but, uh, but all those guys are incredible musicians, you know, um, much better than, than, than people probably give them credit for or think they are. Uh, but yeah, Jack is an incredible songwriter. Um, you know, ballad writing is incredible. Goodbye is a song we play a lot. It's another ballad. Obviously damn Yankees stuff is, is incredible The you know, high enough. And, and this hero on the new record, he really came across uh, the lyric is great. You know, the story is great. Um, and I was just proud to be a, be a part of it, to be honest with you, you know, but you touched on something a second ago about making new music. And I've said this in other interviews and uh, what I think is so great about night Ranger um, is that they, they love playing together. You know, nobody's not, it's not like one of those things where this guy hates that guy or that guy doesn't like, you know, all that kind of stuff that you hear a lot. But, yeah. you know, these guys still want to make new records and they still want to create art, create songs and and play them live, man. And, and that's rad because a lot of artists that are kind of in their, you know, legacy heritage artists or whatever don't want to do that. And they just go, oh, no, people only want to hear the first album or whatever. And uh, I think it's great that that they want to create new music and I'm I'm happy to be a part of it man. I think it's it's Yeah. Rad. And it sounds good. The the new Night Ranger stuff sounds as good if not better than the old Night Ranger stuff. It's the songwriting oh, yeah. has progressed and it sounds like classic Night Ranger. Absolutely. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's just a a testament to to what they do, you know? And like I said, I'm happy to be a part of it and we incorporated all the the elements like we did on the last record as well, uh, don't let up, but you know, the, me and Brad with the cool harmony guitars that they're really known for and all that, you know, and then the dueling guitar solos and all that. So dude, it's, it's a fucking blast, man. Yeah. Jamming so with, with, with Brad and the guys. Yeah. I mean, your resume is just obviously so impressive. We just went over, we didn't even go through everything right now, but uh, I mean, <laughs> what do you attribute that success and longevity to? Because I mean, you say that it's timing and luck and, but you must also work really hard and also, uh, networked very well because if people don't like you, you're not going to get invitations to play in bands. I got, I think that's gotta be a piece of it, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I, yeah, I, I do work pretty hard at, at 
you know, a lot of people kind of go through life <laughs> just meandering or they're, they're okay with being mediocre in a way like, Oh, I'm mm. just going to do this. But I think, you know, my parents, my dad worked very hard his whole life. And when I grew up, I think it was just kind of instilled in me to, to like work, you know, like mm-hmm. just do whatever I, I can do. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, last 25 years, especially I've been able to play with a lot of, you know, artists or, or, you know, multi-platinum type artists or legends, you know, slash and things like that we had talked about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I just work hard and I, I try to get along with people. I think I'm pretty easy to get along with. And, uh, but all those elements do come in, into, to play. You've got to be able to play the parts properly. Obviously you got to kind of know people or, mm-hmm. or, you know, or people like you or somebody else might recommend you, mm. you know, Oh, Hey, Carrie, or this, that, whatever. And then, you know, have the right demeanor or personality as well to fit in. And I guess I'm good enough in all those categories that, that people have, have called me, like I said, the last 25 years or so. That's amazing. Is there you and all these amazing bands and musicians you've worked with and toured with, is there anyone left on the bucket list that you haven't played with or that you haven't toured with or, or got to meet or anything? Wow. Um, there, there, there are probably, but I, but I've been able to play with so many great people and meet people. I mean, dude, with Alice, we, we played with the Rolling Stones. We did a little tour with them, dude. Wow. It was awesome. I couldn't believe it. So, I mean, you're hanging out there with Keith Richards and stuff. It was like wild, you know, uh, but, and playing these stadiums and shit. We played the stadium out there at your place. We, uh, the Cardinal stadium. Oh yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We were the first band to play there and we played <sighs> at the, uh, at the Churchill Downs do the Kentucky Derby as well. Wow. Yeah, with the Stones. So, I mean, things like that are just wild. Or like, you know, when I played with Slash, we were playing with ACDC and you're hanging out with Brian Johnson at the bar. Just, you know, it's, I don't know, it's wild, but it's cool. So I, I've just been very, uh, you know, then Steven Tyler's like was after that show. I remember it was at Madison Square Gardens, one of the shows that Steven was there, you know, the knock on the door. And it was Steven Tyler. Hey, man, can I come in? You know, whatever. I'm like, yeah, it's Slash. Like, hey, you know, hugging him. And wow. It's just, uh, it's surreal. So no, I, I've been able to, uh, play with with most people man and they, the other day we jammed Corey taylor was with us and uh and he came from, uh, from slipknot you know in stone yeah. Sour, and uh he came out and jammed don't tell me you love me with us it was it was awesome wow yeah that's an <laughs> interest i didn't know he was a fan that, yeah isn't that a wild thing like most people wouldn't think uh no Corey, and he stood on the side of the stage the whole show it was it was so awesome man he he was enjoying it and and you know obviously i guess really likes night ranger but uh people wouldn't associate that, you know, like, Oh, that, that's the guy from Slipknot. Right. Night Rangers lame or whatever. But, but no, he's watching the whole show and then he comes out and sings with us, you know, it was awesome. <sighs> that's amazing. Um, sorry, sorry. Do you need to get going? Cause I know it's, uh, been 20. 20- no, no, we can keep going brother. Okay. Just let me know. Um, so yeah, I was going to ask you, so all these different bands that you work with, is there anybody's person you say, you know, obviously most of the people you work with have been great, but is there anybody's personality that might surprise people from what they see on stage versus off stage? Like, is there someone that you're like, Oh, you didn't, you wouldn't think this person would be this way. Uh, not really. I mean, mo- most, like I said, most people, it, what I've noticed, um, and I'm sure everybody could have a weird day, of course, like touched on that, but, uh, mm-hmm. it seems like the bigger, the artist, usually from what I've encountered the the, like more mellow they are, you know what I mean? Like the more Hmm. normal, you know, like these dudes, like whatever, Steven Tyler or, or, you know, Keith Richards, not that I spent that much time with them, but uh, you know, or slash or Alice or something like that. 
the bigger they are, it seems like the, the they don't have anything to prove in a way, at least right. the people that I've come across or worked with, you yeah. know, I think sometimes the, if you're just coming up, you think you have something to prove and you've got to have an attitude or you mm. got, I'm going to, I'm going to be sequestered in the backstage until, until it's time for my show. I'm not letting anybody see me, but then you have all these guys that are the biggest artists or legends. And they're just like hanging around in the, you know, the iron maiden guys, we played a lot with them with, uh, uh, at the Sonosphere festivals in Europe um, with Alice, dude, those guys would just be hanging around in the catering with all the crew guys just eating lunch and bullshitting. Dude, you, it's like Steve Harris is like, Hey man, what's going, you know, just like, it's a, it's a weird thing. So yeah, hmm. the bigger you are, it seems like the more mellow you are. So luckily the most, most people I've come in contact with or played with, I've, are just normal dudes, man. Yeah. So. It's like they're, they're probably because they're happy. They're doing what yeah. they love and they're, they're selling out. I mean, maybe they're not as, you know, maybe they're not at their peak as they were big as, as they were in the seventies and eighties, but they're still able to play music for a living. And that's yeah. a great thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell me about this other band, uh, a new revenge. I mean, this is a really a star studded lineup. Tim Ripper Owens uh, was Rudy Sarzo, I think played on the record, but now Phil Susan took yes. over and then James yep. Kotak on drums. Yep. Why isn't this band bigger? Is it just cause you guys are all too busy to kind of really promote it? Cause I listened and it's great. It sounds great. And it, I mean, it's just such a, a, so many big rock stars in the band. Yeah. You know, um, that was a project. It's well, it started out as a project that, uh, that we started going over to Europe and, and Russia playing. Um, and it was great, man. I think we, we did four different tours over there mm. and, uh, it went so well. And back then we were just, it was called project rock to be honest with mm -hmm. you. And, uh, as, as in the name project, it was kind of just a project. We were kind of playing songs from the different bands we, you know, were associated with, you know, whatever, some Scorpion stuff or priest, et cetera. Um, but we had such a good time playing together and hanging out and doing these shows. We said, Hey, let's start working on, let's do some originals. So, uh, we kind of did it over a couple year period, to be honest with you. Um, and then we had enough tunes for a record. And then we obviously got the record label and that wanted to put it out and we put it out. We were working last year on doing some demos and we have about five demos, I think, um, hmm. for another record. But as far as, unfortunately, as far as the touring goes the last couple of years, and we, we did want to kind of tour off the record, but we just couldn't find the damn time to be mm. honest. I mean, night Ranger had a lot of, during that time, night Ranger had a lot of shows. Yeah. So it was hard to carve out the time. Um, really to be honest with you. And, and, uh, you know, our base, I think was mainly a European base, at least, you know, in the past and, and then the Russian thing. And those guys like to book shows like, you know, five, six, seven months out. And we just couldn't find the right time to, to do it. But uh, we hope to make another record. Like I said, we've got a, about five, demos together so okay we'll see, cool know. and then because you're so busy you also have the aces and ales brewery which i think there's two locations in yes. near vegas and there are, there's a third one coming soon i saw so yes. tell me about your involvement with that <laughs> yeah man um aces and ales so what we do is uh it's a craft beer joint of course and all scratch foods everything's made from scratch which oh. is awesome and uh how it all came about is some of my buddies um here in California or you know, uh, San Diego, basically, we're kind of like some of these pioneers in in craft beer. Uh, my buddy Greg, who owns a company called Stone and some other guys from Ballast Point and things like that. So I'd kind of been into the craft beer thing for obviously a few decades. And in Vegas, it was very strange. We've been in a business for about 12 years, 12 and a half years. 
in Vegas, like 13 years ago or so, when we first started putting the feelers out to find a location, there was like no craft beer out there. I mean, mm-hmm. it was wild, you know, but in, in Orange County, in California, it was like everywhere back yeah. then still. Um, and so there was like a, a, a gap in the market, you know, a void. So um, I said, hey, man, I want to start a bar. So I, I got with a friend of mine and we started looking for a location and we got the first location. And that was, uh, like I said, about 12 years ago, 12 and a half years ago, got the second location. And now we're building a third location. Um, and that should be online. We're hoping in the first quarter or maybe the second quarter with construction of uh, 2022. But it's just something that I really like. I like craft beer. I like, you know, great prepared foods. And uh, yeah. and that's what we do. And we have gaming. Las Vegas, you got to have the right. gaming. You know? so, yeah, you can gamble. That's perfect. Yeah, you could come on over and shove some hundreds in there, man. Come on. <laughs> so it doesn't sound like you have a lot of downtime. But ever if you do ever get some downtime, uh, you, what do you do? I mean, do you travel? Do you hike? Do you bike? Do you read? What, do, you, do you have anything for fun that you do for leisure? <laughs> yeah, no, not really too much, to be honest with you, but because I am pretty busy with all this stuff. But, uh, you know, I mean, yo, I do ride my bike. I mean, we live here kind of by the beach in Orange County. So mm. a lot of times I'll ride down to the beach for like an hour and a half or something like that, just to kind of get out and soak up the sun, a little exercise. And, uh, but yeah, n- nothing really too crazy, man. I just wake up in the morning, you know, usually if I'll go on a ride or go over to the gym for a bit and then uh, and then start working. And then I usually just work all day on whatever it may be, hmm. if it's the aces and ales business, because there's always something going on hmm. or you're having conference calls or things like that, or uh, or if I'm w- working on stuff at my studio um, or, you know, sometimes you obviously go out, do a lunch meeting with somebody. You know, I have a couple of my manager friends live over here in Orange County, John Greenberg managed Steven Tyler and Nickelback, we always hook up. And uh, so it's always something. But then, uh, you know, then at night you make dinner and you watch TV for an hour and you go to sleep, you know. Start it all over the next day. Yeah. All right. Awesome, man. Well, thanks. This has been really uh, fun and educational. Um, I do like to end each episode with a charity. Is there one that you want to give a shout out to here at the end? Oh, charities? I I like all charities, man. (laughs) No, I mean, uh, what charity do you like? I actually like Solid Rock, dude. I mean, okay, perfect. Yeah, I've promoted them before too. Yeah, I always like just you know, if people have a few extra bucks besides you know buying the latest Night Ranger album, they can throw a few bucks to bucks to Solid Rock. That's they they develop a lot of uh, musicians here in Phoenix. Absolutely, and Mm. yeah, I mean, Alice has been doing that as we know for decades, and uh, and we love playing. I mean, I played with Alice a few times, obviously at at the the big Christmas pudding, which the proceeds go to Solid Rock, and uh, and we've done it with Night Ranger as well, and. uh, and I think it's awesome what what Alice is doing with that. So yeah, I okay. say solid rock all the way. I will put that in the notes. Thanks so much, Carrie. I'll talk to you later. Cool, Chuck. Take it easy, brother. All right, bye-bye. Later. Whew, that was a whirlwind, trying to go over Ke- uh, Carrie's uh, amazing career. And I think we got through a lot of it. Definitely check out the new Night Ranger and see them on tour. Check out a new Revenge, too. All great stuff. And if you want to see more of what Carrie is doing, Uh, Check his Wikipedia or website. It's really an impressive amount of work that he's done and things he's accomplished. So thank you again to Kerry for doing the show. And I would say follow him on social media, but it doesn't seem like he's too active on there. I think he's just too busy playing in bands and making music. So I'm active on social media if you want to follow me. I appreciate your support with likes, follows, shares, and comments on there, um, as well as uh, doing the same thing on YouTube. And again, I just want to thank everyone who subscribed to the show and the YouTube channel. And if you haven't done yet, it's not too late. The link is in the show notes. So thank you again for listening. Have a great rest of your day. And remember to shoot for the moon. 